0: You're invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10.30am. We're located at 6801 East Mill Plain Boulevard in Vancouver, Washington. For more information, visit us at at Vancouver.org. Now for this week's sermon. I was going to give that video to, this is a possible service starter, but first of all, y'all are always so busy talking when we play our service starter videos. I wanted to, I also thought that was a good, um, a good kickoff for the Christmas season because we tend to get a little distracted sometimes by the things that don't matter so much. Uh, personally, I, I think I do want a recipe for flamethrower ham. Um, I think I can probably do it without burning it, and I'm sure there's at least a few of you in here probably want those socks. If it was penguins, I'm sure Janice would definitely take them. But um, here at People's Church, we celebrate the four Sundays of Advent with four different topics hope let's see, what were they hope love peace and joy those aren't the order we're doing them in and today we're going to start off with hope so we're going to talk about exchanging hope for despair the great exchange 20 years ago we had Johnny Cash Bob Hope Steve Jobs now we really have no cash no hope no jobs so in light of all that Let's all say a brief prayer for Kevin Bacon that he have a long, long and healthy life. (laughs) You know, that meme is not uh, 100% true. We all know there's tons of jobs out there right now that aren't getting filled. Uh, But the fact that this meme has been around for so long tells you something about the world's outlook on where we're at. When Pastor first asked me to speak today. First of all, I forgot that this was the first Sunday after my busiest week of the year of Thanksgiving working in a grocery store. The first thing that came to mind after that meme was the song by Billy Joel, We Didn't Start the Fire. I don't know why exactly, other than the fact that it kind of does deal with a lot of stuff. I mean, I call it a song. It's more of a rapid-fire history lesson with music behind it. Um, I heard that Billy tried to expand it to go on beyond 1989 when he wrote it, got to 2020 and had a nervous breakdown. <laughs> um, but in the song, I mean, he does touch on some of the good stuff, you know, Ben Hur, Marlon Brando, The King and I. And he talks on some bad things, the Bay of Pigs invasion, British Beatlemania. Some people might think is one of those, and probably for him, one really bad one. California baseball now before my wife and pastor throw something at me Billy Joel was a New Yorker so that was probably bad for him when they left New York for California um you know Billy's always said he doesn't really like to perform the song live because it's hard for him to do because it's so many words and so much stuff to remember not to brag my senior year in high school I got an A plus memorized it recited it in my speech class now through the course of the song he does all that And then there's the chorus. We didn't start the fire. It was always burning since the world's been turning. We didn't light it. We tried to fight it. And since the fall of man, that's where we've been. We've, you know, that brought on all the negative when they did it. And we've tried to fight it. And the second version of the chorus, he adds on, but when we are gone, it will still burn on and on. And... That's where a lot of the lack of hope in the world comes from. We've been fighting this. You know, one of the, one of the things he mentions in the song is Martin Luther King Jr. Great man, really worked hard to bring out equality. But then we look at the news today and it still burns on and on and on. We're still fighting the same battles we've been fighting for generations and it's easy to lose hope. Um, few years, after that song came out, Michael W. Smith recorded a song called Someday. And it's very similar in that it's a little more dated. It's dated because it was a lot of stuff that was happening around the time. All the, the verses are negative stuff that was going on. Terrorist, terrorism, sound familiar? Racism, sound familiar? But the difference between his song and Billy's was the chorus, Now, the chorus he says, I wait for kingdom come. When love will be here to stay, it'll change us every one someday. There, peace will make us stand and the anger will fall away. We'll see the lion with the lamb someday. And that's where our hope lies. But that's also where we end up running into another little bit of a problem for us. We live in an instant gratification society. Netflix drops an entire season of a show in one shot. You can sit there and watch a whole season. You don't have to wait week by week by week like we used to when I was a kid. We have microwaves. Beyond the microwave, we have air fryers, instant pots. We don't like the idea of someday. And the further we go down the line, the more impatient we get. We continue to see it burns on it on and on. It doesn't take long on social media to realize that there is not a lot of hope. Sometimes I think uh, Facebook needs to change their logo and slogan to uh, Dante's words that he says were above the gates of hell. Abandon hope, all ye who enter here. (laughs) And sadly, that's not always just the world that has that take. We ourselves struggle with that. Chuck Colson, who was a key figure in one of the negatives of we didn't start to fire the Watergate thing, became a Christian, and at the beginning of uh, one of Stephen Curtis Chapman's big songs, he had this quote, where's the hope? I meet millions of people who feel demoralized by the decay around us. Where is the hope? The hope that each of us has is not in who governs us, what laws we pass, or what great things we do as a nation. Our hope is in the power of God working through the hearts of people. And that's where our hope in this country is, and that's where our hope is in life. On our good days, we remember this. We have hope. We are positive. But then, just like Peter, we get out of the boat, we walk on the water, we're looking at Christ. We're doing great. Then, somebody we don't like says something. Somebody we don't like gets elected, somebody we don't like poses a bill we don't like. And we look at the world around us, we go crazy, and we start to sink. We forget, no matter what's going on, God isn't taken by surprise by any of it, including us taking our eyes off of him. So don't let your loss of focus on the hope you have worry you that you're beyond hope. God's not surprised by anything you do. He may be disappointed, but he's not surprised. Um, to paraphrase phrase an old song, Jesus said there'd be days like this. There'd be days like this, my Jesus said, and I'm pretty sure somebody has recorded that parody already. Luke 21, 25 to 28. You may have to look for it, Nate, because I think I skipped a slide. Or maybe I didn't. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. But when these things begin to take... Uh, back up one day. There we go. Then, I was like, that's not right. There's... <laughs> then there will be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars. There will be anguish on the earth among the nations, bewildered by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will faint from fear and expectation of these things that are coming on the world because the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift your head. Your redemption is near. This is the struggle we fight with as Christians. We see the negative going on in the world, and we worry about it. Jesus said, don't worry. I think that's in a little further down in my notes. You know, it's easy to say everything's gone crazy with all the political and social upheaval. But that's where we know that's what he said was going to happen when things get towards the end. That's when we know our hope is drawing nigh. Peter. 1 Peter 3.15. In your hearts regard Christ the Lord as holy, ready at any time to give a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that's in you. Some translations say, um, instead of defense, say an answer for the hope that you have. Are we ready for that? First of all, does our reaction to the world around us make people see hope that they're going to ask us why we have it? If they don't see the hope radiating out of us whenever things don't go quite the way we want them to. They're not going to come to us for an answer. And if they don't come to us for an answer, we can't really give it to them because they're not ready to listen. Because, hey, we got to hope that Jesus is coming back. But darn, those people, they just really annoy. Well, that doesn't sound like you're very hopeful. When something goes against what our ideals are, regardless of what they are, because there's people on all sides of issues that think they have a solid reason for their belief. When they don't go our way, do we show fear or do we show hope? Do we realize that God's in control? Do we acknowledge and show through our words, our deeds, our actions, our faces that we have hope that there's more to come? Now, for some people, you can give them the answer that, you know, someday... But that's not going to be good enough for them. All we can do is tell them this is where, why I'm settled. This is why it doesn't worry me. Because I know that coming down the line, and I'm moving way faster than I thought I was. <laughs> so we're going to probably get out early today. Um, which is good, because we probably need naps after Thanksgiving dinner, right? <laughs> you know, when all the world falls around us, Jesus doesn't fail. Show them hope, not by letting the failings trouble us. pastor has been speaking on the Lord's Prayer lately. And a few verses after that, we get the passage with the don't worry about tomorrow. The birds, God takes care of the birds. God takes care of the fields with the lilies. Don't worry about your clothes. Don't worry about your, your other you know, needs. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And these things will be added unto you. Don't worry about tomorrow. It'll worry about itself. Tomorrow's got enough trouble, don't add to it. One of the people in the Bible that we can draw some inspiration from in these situations is Job. The man had everything. a Big family, lots of wealth. Satan comes to God and says, God, Job's only supporting you because you gave him everything. God says, okay, I know his heart. Go ahead, take everything away from him. Let's see what happens. His kids are killed. His wealth wealth dies up, dries up, goes away. He himself becomes physically ill, sores, probably leprosy, some might think. But as his wife and as his friends tell him, curse God and die. God doesn't care. God's not there. Job comes back. With this, be quiet and I will speak. Let whatever ha- comes happen to me. I'll put myself at risk and take my life in my own hands. If and if he kills me, I will hope in him. I will still defend my ways before him. No matter what comes, I will hope in him. Not hope in services, not hope in other people, hope in him. Colossians 3 2. Set your mind on things above and not things on this earth. Don't look at the negative news in despair. Look at it and find comfort that the end is coming. And wow, I am ahead of myself here. <laughs> That's the end of my notes down there. There's a hurting world out there that needs our hope more than ever today. And at this time of year, at Christmas time, All, you know, the reason why a lot of places push the happy holidays is because there's so many other religions that have holidays at this time of year. All of them are focused on a similar kind of peace and hope, Hanukkah. At this point of the year is when people are going to be the most likely to be somewhat receptive. Some of them are also going to be not receptive, so you have to be careful. But this is the time of year... When people expect us to come to them first of all, if we really believe what we believe, the catch is is we 've got to put action to words we can 't just say it we 've got to show it. The hope we have should encourage us to go out with a light in our to the world. I do have one other video since I do seem to be way short. <laughs> um i had several songs that i was running through my head i'll probably post them in people's connection a little later today um to deal with this in some ways this might be more appropriate for the love week but i also feel like it's appropriate for the hope week for the whole thing whole of christmas because it's encouraging us to light our world um the song is from new song it's called light your world and um I thought it kind of kind of interesting with the uh, Janice and, and Scott's reading there where Scott mentions you know hoping that Grandma's not alone because part of the part of the message in the song deals with that kind of a situation, and I think this will give us a little bit of a hint of an, ideas of how we can spread hope, spread joy, peace, love throughout this Christmas season. When I was first going over my, my notes and what I had written and everything, I was kind of surprised myself at the time that I looked at it, and I had not, as a very big Star Wars nerd, included any references to Star Wars in there, but then as I'm watching that, something did come to mind. And, you know, it talks about lighting your world. And there was a uh, a line in one of the, the, the most recent sequel movies from Star Wars where um, one of the characters says that they, the, the people fighting against the bad guys will be the spark of hope that lights the fire that burns the evil to the ground. And so, it's kind of appropriate that we you know, start off the, the Advent season using hope in light of that, that thought process. Our hope should ignite the fire that we spread to the world through love, joy, and peace. I like the way that the song started out just focusing on Somebody who has nothing, they're just alone, and the little boy just comes up in that one little act, so that's that's the challenge I want to give there to, you know who in your life, and most of us probably have a lot, are probably like the the woman, the older woman in the in the verse, and we don't even think about it. Maybe it's just going over and talking to them. I have, being a cashier in a grocery store, I get a lot of opportunities sometimes, especially on working on Wednesdays, which is our senior day. I'll have people come through, and I can tell by the way they're interacting with me, they don't get a lot of interactions with people. And I'm grateful that I work for a company that puts value on our customers to the point where as long as I don't end up with a five-mile long line, they're okay if I take a little time to engage with my customers. And... We've uh, we've recently at work started putting little highlights of our day posts in the back, and I saw someone posted something that reminded me a whole lot of the, the message in that song. That there was you know an older gentleman that came in, and they could tell he was hurting, and they spent time talking to him, and he explicitly told them that that was the highlight of his day. And there was another interaction one of my other one of my other coworkers had with a little girl turned in their coloring contest. And he comments that, you know, wow, I could never be this good of an artist. And the mom came back about a week later and told him, my little daughter's been telling people that she was told she was a true artist all week. So those little things that might, you know, in the moment, he probably didn't think that was anything big. But for that little kid, they could become the next, well, maybe not, hopefully not the next Picasso. I was never a big fan of Picasso. Um, But, you know, next Rembrandt or Van Gogh. With an, with both ears, hopefully. Um. <laughs> okay, so this is what happened. You know. So, that's, that's what I loved about that song and the message it puts, is in the little things. It doesn't have to be something huge. It could be just smiling. How's your day and actually mean it and listen to them. And hopefully you don't end up with a smart aleck like me that says, I can't comment, it's an ongoing investigation. Um, <laughs> that's what, I use that line on a customer. once. So that's great, I'm going to steal this, You don't make any money on it. It's mine. Um, so as we go through this season, where the needs around us are highlighted, where the hearts around us are going to be more tender, more, more open. Keep an eye out. Keep an ear out. Strive to be the spark of hope. Let everything else go and focus on the hope. Because it's the hope of Christmas that changed the world before Jesus got to it. It's the hope of his coming that kept the Israelites going, that kept the prophets hopeful, that kept them going until he did arrive. We're dealing with a world that doesn't know him. They need us to show them there's hope. If we're going to be able to show them his love, his peace, and his, his joy. Heavenly Father, as we enter into this season of remembrance of your arrival, give us your eyes to see the world around us. Give us the eyes to see the needs that we can meet. Maybe it's interaction, gift, whatever that be. Only you know what the individual truly needs. Guide us. Light our paths. Continue to fan the flame of hope within us so the hope within us becomes a fire that burns throughout to the rest of the world. What we deal with today is nothing compared to what you had to deal with back in the the beginning of time. Help us to be as steadfast and as hopeful as those who walked with you and talked with you in person. Bless everyone in this building as we go through our week. Give us peace, hope, love, and joy as we travel through this week and this time until we return together. In your name, amen. Amen. Thank you.